Cougs house. The Houston Cougars route ECU on today's bonus episode of Locked on Cougs. You are Locked on Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Cougs. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Ainsworth. Here to break down all things Cougs each and every day. If you have a age fan or just a hater wants to stop by, please be sure to hit subscribe now to the podcast each day for the latest on the Cougs all year long. If you're subscribed, our show should pop up in your feed each day, so you can be sure to make Locked On Cougs your first lesson of the day. And welcome back to the YouTube channel in week two. We made it. We're back on YouTube for week two. Um, we're excited to talk all things Cougs with you as well. Uh, make sure you subscribe and do all those things to help out the YouTube channel. Reminder that once we get to 250 subscribers, we're going to be giving away one of these. This is one of the versions of a Marcus Sasser t-shirt uh, from this guy on Instagram that's selling. We're actually going to talk to him later this week as well. So when we hit 250 subscribers, we're going to give away one of those t-shirts to be entered to win one. You've got to have commented on a video. So make sure you do that as well. If you can't think of what to say, tell us if you think a muffin is a cupcake. All right. So, we're here to talk about Houston absolutely demolishing Eastern East. I can't, okay, so East Carolina over the weekend. I've always jokingly said Eastern Carolina, and then some ECU folks got in my mentions over the weekend and told me that I didn't know what I was talking about because I don't think they got the joke. Um, the joke is that East Carolina is not a state; it's just a school in Eastern Carolina, and they didn't like that too much. Anyway, uh, Houston absolutely demolished ECU over the weekend, and we will look at Tulsa ahead later this week we're looking at like a wednesday episode where we're looking at tulsa however with all that in the future we also want to take a chance to like look back and like reflect on the incredible game that they had over the weekend so in this bonus episode we're just gonna have two segments one on what all went right on the offensive side of the ball and one went about what all went right on the defense side of the ball If you're looking for some hoops talk, because Houston also had a big, big basketball game over the weekend, check out the main full-length episode, wherever this uh, you got this on your feed. As soon as this episode is over, we're talking all hoops all the time on that one as well. On offense in the football game, though, we're going to stick in the first segment and just look at offense. I think we got we to gotta start with Clayton Toon, right? I, and every offense will start with the quarterback. We'll start with our quarterback. And Clayton, I think Dan Hogan said post-game, is a pro. Like This is the kind of game that makes him like solidified as a pro 32 of 44 on 48 dropbacks, four touchdowns to a bunch of different receivers, hit all different spots of the field. Um, there was one play where he hit a post corner to Tankdale on the left sideline that the ball was just a, you could tell it didn't left his hand. It was just a pretty, pretty ball. He was just in his own all day long. Um, he dinged up his left shoulder right before halftime. I looked like a scary hit on his left shoulder. I think my exact tweet was like, well, at least it's his left shoulder. <laughs> <coughs> Anyway, so I'm still coughing, but he um, he got back up, came back. He went in right before the half, came out after halftime. Uh, all indications are that things are OK. You'll probably see a Twitter storm of tweets from me over the weekend or I guess over the early part of the week um, if it's not OK. But it looks like things are going to be OK there. He's really, really demonstrated. He continued to like just light it up all over the field. And I think what's interesting, too, is that like um, he, he didn't do this on his own. Right. Like we talk about Clayton Toon a lot. And so. I think we also got to shout out, like, he was barely touched or rushed or hurried. He got tackled leaving the pocket to run downfield, but he really, really had a really 
clean pocket all game long. So make sure that we shout out the offensive line, all five guys in uh, in this instance on there. Uh, all five guys scored over a 77 on pro football focus. That means that they were doing the right thing in the right place over 77% of the time. Left, tat- left tackle Patrick Ball was over 90%. Um, that's really really strong and and uh again i mentioned before when i use these stats these percentage of places in the right time these stats uh, from pro football focus like over 65 is a starter in the american athletic conference right like scoring a 77 is really really good and scoring a 90 or higher that's pro kind of stuff at a left tackle patrick paul um and frankly when you watch him move it makes a lot of sense he's got great feet for a guy his size and it totally totally makes sense it just it was a big big weekend for him other guy was a big, big weekend for us. We got Tejon Henry back. Tejon Henry is back. He was short yardage kind of back this week, um, but he had a big touchdown, an important spot, and frankly, also had one giant screenplay that kind of set up other scores as well. Really, really good to see him back on the field. And frankly, the kind of thing that makes you think, huh, how would that SMU game have gone if we'd had that kind of running game go? Right? Like, it makes you wonder about, you know, could you have kept the other offense off the field longer or whatever? Um, and I have to say, like, frankly, it also makes you wonder about anyway, I could go back and forth. I I, I, I really enjoy Tejon Henry. We didn't see a lot of Stacey Sneed. Uh, he was obviously suffering an injury. I thought we might get to see him a little bit. Looks like he's still on the protocols there. Um, on the outside, guys, we talk about how much Clayton Toon threw the ball and how clean his pocket was. The the biggest thing on the outside looking at there was uh Tankdale obviously had his 176 yards, crazy big game for him as always. He's a bona fide pro receiver. We're enjoying him while we can. Um, but he got a lot of his in the first like quarter and a half. Um, I guess he had a little bit in the third as well. But it was interesting to me that then the defense buckled down on him and opened up <coughs> uh, opened up a lot of opportunities for other guys. And that is when we got to see the Matthew Golden show. Now, Matthew Golden ended up having what I have here, uh, 13 targets, eight catches, 127 yards, and two touchdowns. That's a really phenomenal stat line. And then when you factor in the fact that this is our freshman wide receiver, like our young guy in the crew coming out and doing this to East Carolina is big, 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 big deal, right? Um, I want to say that like the big thing for me in watching this is without being completely clear on what the guy throwing in the ball will look like next year, I feel comfortable knowing that like Matthew Golden might be my number one receiver going into a Big 12 style football, right? Like going into high scoring, low defense kind of football, having Matthew Golden on my side makes me feel comfortable making that transition, especially the Holgerson's offense. What we've seen he can do with number one receiver, moving Matthew Golden into that, I think will be a very, very natural move, right? Uh, before moving to defense, I do want to tell you about our friends from Simply Safe. Uh, did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Now, my personal thing with this has always been this story about my obviously you see, I like sneakers. No, I did not get the lost and found ones with weekend. Whole other story. But I at one point had a bunch of sneakers and a gym bag in the back of my car and would leave my car parked outside of a garage at an older complex. My wife and I say that back in the day. And one morning I wake up, go to my car, open my trunk, and all this stuff is missing. Everything is out of my car. My car has been ransacked through. 
And so call the cops to come through and check it out, whatever. Basically, they ask questions like, did you have any cameras out here? Did you have any, any way for us to find out what time, what car, et cetera? What the, and I had nothing. Simply Safe offers all of those things. And had I had Simply Safe back then, I might have gotten some of my Jordans back. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify if the threat is real so you can get a priority police response. Simply Safe is a whole home security with advanced sensors in every room, window, door, HD security cameras inside and out, smart ways to detect motions that alert you not only when the threat is real, and even hazard sensors to detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. 24-7 professional marketing service costs less than a dollar a day. That's less than half the price of traditional ADT-installed systems. With the top-rated Simply Safe app, you can stay connected and control your system anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm, unlock for guests, access your cameras, or adjust various system settings. Now, don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I'm going to recommend. Get 50% off the new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash college. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Now, <clears throat> if we're gonna talk about like locking things up, I think we gotta start on the defense side of the ball with cornerback Jalen Emery. Now, the defensive backfield has taken a lot of heat lately for the Houston Cougars, and like perhaps deservedly so, right? They did give up 77 points to the SMU Mustangs, and I think that that's like one of those head scratcher kind of games, but as a whole, Jalen Emery in the defensive backfield was uh, targeted nine times, only let up two catches for 24 yards. The young corner that kind of stepped in early in the season in injury and replacement for injury ended up you know, playing a big role at this point in the season. I think he's a like friendly reminder that these things get better over the course of the season because ECU is a very talented offense. They've at least got a pro running back and the kind of stuff he does out of the backfield catching the football. I'd imagine that the CJ guy, the, their wide receiver, also gets a shot at the league as well. And a great, great college-level quarterback. And Emory was not phased. The Houston defense as a whole, I should say, only gave up three points. None of them were phased. But Jalen Emory really, really played tremendously well. I also want to shout out Jace Rogers at a similar stat line. Uh, targeted seven times. Only gave up two catches for 16 yards. Um, that's dominance on the outside from your two starting corners, right? To say that you could throw the ball theoretically 16 times at the two corners, outside receivers, typically your number one receivers, throw it out there 16 times, only have four of those balls caught. That's one at every four, and a total of 40 yards. It's like a total of 10 yards a catch. <coughs> that's tremendous lockdown defense out of the two corners, and that's a big, big like step up from the defense we've seen, frankly, most of this season. And I think it's like, I don't, I'm not going to give a helmet sticker of sorts to Doug Belt, but a lot of people ask, have been asking for like Doug Belt to get fired or you know want Doug Belt gone or whatever, right? And I think what's interesting is that in actuality, he was installing a scheme that was built for more veteran players, and you can argue that that's bad coaching, I guess, but as guys got hurt, that scheme got too complex. And Dana Holkson said as much at the end of the game last week, right? About how like we have to start doing things more suited to our personnel. These are the people we've got. Uh, so as we kind of wrap up the regular season <coughs> next Saturday, I think it's important to note that like this has been an evolving process and that there have been flashes of this kind of a great defense and that Belk is such a, such a young coach that I'm not sure that 
Anyway, I think he got an unfair rap from a lot of folks that weren't taking into account all of the injuries this season because his defensive line, I'm going to shout out, you know, four of these guys because I could point out Sack Avenue every weekend, but his defensive line continued to play phenomenal. DeAnthony Jones was on the field for a defensive lineman, was on the field for 29 pass attempts, had two hits in the quarterback and a sack. At last, Bell was also on the field for 36 pass attempts, had two quarterback hits, uh, two quarterback hurries, and a sack. Uh, Cedric Williams kind of had a backbreaker on like a, I think it was a third down run play. If I'm remembering exactly, basically on a design slant, just crosses the guard, the tackle's face, gets behind the guard's hip pocket, and blows up his own read in the backfield. I mean, just blows it, blows it up, and you could tell that like every quarterback mesh from that point on, at least for le- at least in the quarter and a half, was kind of like, oh man, they might be right. The quarterback mesh where the quarterback's hand is running back, and I was, was like, oh man, they might be on top of us right now, and. I think that with some, you know, obviously I, I mentioned going into the game, I thought that they were really, really good at getting outside the tackles. But I think what's interesting was that the defense could really force stuff back in and like send extra guys to the tackles and funnel it back in because they knew that Chidozi Dot and Wonkwo was inside at the nose tackle, eating up triple teams. He's a block bully, but he was typically like a double team kind of guy. He was eating up triple teams over the course of this game. And that meant that, you know, if you're going to be trying to, you know, block him and get to the outside, all of a sudden you don't have enough bodies, right? There's not the bodies can flow from the outside back to the inside because you haven't blocked them yet. <clears throat> and that's a really, really big, like a really bit like big card that the defense can play when they don't have to worry about those kinds of things. Anyway, it was a fun, fun weekend of Houston Cougar football. It's a whole week, a whole week off. We'll have, uh, we don't have a basketball game, men's basketball game or football game during the week this week, all the way waiting up until next Saturday. So we'll be previewing and getting ready for those kinds of things all week long here at Locked on Cougs. Make sure you follow me on Twitter to talk about it. You can find me at Painsworth 512 P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H-512 to talk all things Locked on Cougs. Thank you so much for making Locked on Cougs your first listen today. If you're looking for a second listen, a, I'm going to recommend the other episode of Locked on Cougs came out today. And B, let me go recommend Locked on Rockets. Go check out what Jackson's doing. The Rockets have a young, rebuilding team. Played a thriller on Sunday night against the Warriors. It didn't go our way, but you can hear about why that happened from Jackson. Go check that out right now. Again, thank you for downloading and subscribing. Hit subscribe on the YouTube channel. Get us 250 so we can give away some free shirts. Thank you so much. And remember, Locked on Podcasts are part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Locked on Cougs, I should say, is a proud member of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Go Cougs!